Welcome to the Real Estate Espresso Podcast, your morning shot of what's new in the world of real estate investing. I'm your host, Victor Manash. Today's episode is another AMA episode. That is, ask me anything. I love to answer your questions. If you've got a question you think is going to be of broad interest, send it in. I'll answer it live on the air. Send your questions to victor at victorjm.com. That's victor at victorjm.com. Dominic asks, while I'm new into real estate investing, I do have prior business experience. I'm primarily interested in passive investing for now with a main interest on multifamily. With that in mind, your podcast, Money Without a Clue, really struck a chord with me. I've been listening to fundraising conference calls, reviewing the operating agreements and so forth. I go through my due diligence checklist and my personal investment criteria. If things look promising, I ask questions to clarify any outstanding issues. I'm new, so this process takes me a few hours, and ideally, I like to sleep on it before I wire $100,000. But what do you do when there are so many gamblers at the table who are apparently not doing any due diligence, much like the lady you mentioned in your podcast? It seems that many deals I'm seeing are subscribed before the conference call is even held, on the basis of a few lines of information and no specifics. At any rate, I thought I would reach out and ask your take on this, perhaps the same question has occurred to other listeners. Thank you for the excellent podcast. It's always timely, interesting, thought-provoking, and concise. Well, thank you, Dominic, for the kind words, and thank you for an excellent question. It's true that there's a lot of money sitting on the sidelines these days. That money often gets deployed quickly when a good opportunity comes along. What you'll probably discover is that the people who move quickly on opportunities like the one you described are not, in fact, gamblers although there could be a few hiding in their midst. I suspect what you're seeing are people who have made repeat investments with the same deal sponsors. I know from my own inner circle of investors that once we've returned capital to an investor a few times, they get to know us. They understand how we underwrite our projects. They've seen our legal agreements before and they've completed due diligence on us as a team. They know the market and the reason why we invest in that specific area they can expect that this current project will be pretty similar to the last two or three they've invested in. In that situation, making investment decisions quickly can be pretty low risk for the investor. They know our due diligence process and they trust that we're doing our homework. I know that if I'm looking to raise money quickly, I'm going to call people who have invested with us in the past. I'm going to see if there's a fit between our near-term requirements and the funds they have available. It's pretty common for me to raise funds in a couple of days in that type of situation. But if I'm working with a new investor, it's going to take much longer. When I say new, I don't mean that they're necessarily a rookie, but they're just new to us. They haven't invested with us before. And in that situation, I'm going to suggest that the investor put in a minimum investment, or in some cases, I might even suggest an amount that's below the minimum investment, simply to start the relationship building process. I consider an investment of this type to be, I'm calling it a get acquainted round of investment. Even with a large investor, I often suggest a small initial investment to get acquainted with one another. I, as a sponsor, will have qualified the investor on that first engagement, and the process of making subsequent investments is much, much faster. Both the investor and the sponsor of the project know what to expect at that point. And if you're having trouble getting into a deal, my suggestion is that you speak with a few sponsors who look like they might be a good fit for you. They may not even have an open opportunity at that moment. Ask to see their last representative deal and ask to go through a partial due diligence with them so that you could be ready for an upcoming project when it becomes available. You will have qualified them and they will have qualified you. 
you can do all the reference checks you need in the unrushed comfort of a no-deal situation. And when they finally hold the webinar, you'll be among the first to receive the information package, including the executive summary and the full offering memorandum. You can quickly and easily compare whether the new deal matches the metrics of the previous deal. You can plug the deal specifics into your due diligence checklist, and you're probably going to be able to leverage a large percentage of your prior due diligence that you completed outside the heat of a live deal. So I want to thank you, Dominic, for a great question. It's one that I often get, and I'm surprised we haven't covered it before on the podcast. It's a great, great question. Hopefully my answer gives you a little bit of insight in a way that you might be able to get into a good deal with a great sponsor. In the meantime, for the rest of you at home, have an awesome rest of your day. Go make some great things happen. We'll talk to you again tomorrow.